Welcome back to Breaking the Chains, Healing from Emotional and Physical Abuse. I am your host, Kelly. This is the last episode of the second season. I will be reviewing some of the things that I have discussed in this season. Also, I will be talking about some of the things that I have discussed in last season. Again, I am your host, Kelly. Thank you all for your continued support. And let's get into it. Here's the seven signs of physical abuse. The victim could have bru number one. The victim could have bruises, black eyes, welts, lacerations, and rope marks. Number two, broken bones. Number three, open wounds, cuts, punctures, untreated injuries in various stages of healing. Four, broken eyeglasses, frames, or any physical signs of being punished or restrained. Five, laboratory findings of either an overdose or underdose of medications. Six, victims reported being hit, slapped, kicked, or mistreated. Seven, victims' sudden change in their behavior. And I am not an, an attorney, so for legal purposes, that is why, because of what I'm going to state, you can file a restraining order or an order of protection if you have endured any of the physical abuse at your local law enforcement to protect you and your children. And the restraining order or the order of protection, if you relocated, will also hold up in the new place that you located to. So here is the nine signs that you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. Number one, you're on a daily roller coaster, meaning one minute your abuser is loving and the net's punishing you for not doing things correctly and manipulation always plays a huge role. Two, they isolate you. Your abuser will isolate you from your family and friends. It's healthy to have relationships or friendships outside of your partnership. The abuser doesn't think that you should have healthy relationships with your family and friends. However, that isn't the right way. Three, issues of jealousy. An emotional abusive partner is jealous of your relationship with your kids, family members, church members, and friends. If this person was secure of themselves, then they would trust you to have relationships with people close to you without getting jealous of your other relationships or friendships. Four, arguments always escalate quickly. Occasional arguments in a partnership aren't uncommon. In an emotionally abusive partnership, arguments will escalate very quickly and have no end point. Just don't argue back. Go to another room 
If you have a child or children together, take your child or children into their bedroom and watch TV or read books with your child or children. If you argue back with an emotionally abusive partner, then it will just provoke them to act violently. So the best thing to do when arguments always escalate quickly, do not engage in the argument with an emotionally abusive partner because it will just make the situation more violent. Five, you're nervous around them. Abusive partners will use any tactic to keep you down. Threats of violence as a way to insert their power over you. If you're living in fear with an emotionally abusive partner, get out immediately. Six, constant put downs. No matter how hard you love and try to make this partnership work, it's never right or enough to an emotionally abusive partner. When you talk to your abusive partner about your accomplishments or about small decisions, the abuser will always put you down and make you feel small. Seven, you'll go out of your way to make them so happy. There's nothing wrong with wanting your partner to be happy. But when you find yourself searching and pleading for your own happiness, that's a big issue. You will always stay silent after years when you're angry at your abuser to keep a peaceful environment. Eight, you feel trapped. Always the victim feels a sense of helplessness in an emotionally abusive relationship because the abuser is controlling all areas of your life. If you are feeling trapped, just take the courageous step and walk away from the emotionally abusive partner. Nine, you start believing you're the problem. After all the put downs and arguments, you start believing that you aren't worthy of nothing less than the, than the abuse. However, that is untrue. You are worthy to be respected and treated and to be loved the right way. So how does a victim heal from emotionally or physical abuse? The three ways you can heal after mental and physical abuse is number one, you set and stick to boundaries with your abuser or ex-abuser. Two, you forgive your abuser or ex-abuser. Three, you regain your self-esteem. So I'm going to discuss, as I name the three ways to heal after mental and physical abuse, I'm going to restate each of the three ways and go into more detail. Number one, when you're setting and sticking to boundaries with your abuser or ex-abuser, Foremost, you set the boundaries with your abuser or as abuser for your peace of mind to live without the extended drama. Most narcissist gaslighters don't like for the victim to set boundaries, yet the victims have to do it to prevent more abuse and drama. So how do you set boundaries with your abuser or as abuser? First, you express to your abuser or as abuser that you will not tolerate any degrading 
comments about you. Especially if you, the abuser continues to stick to making degrading remarks to you. Also, when you have a child or children with the abuser or your ex-abuser, then communication is required. Always remember, demanding boundaries and keeping boundaries are for your peace of mind when dealing with your abuser or ex-abuser. The abuser will most likely continue to keep jumping over the boundaries that you set because they still want the power and control over you and your emotions. The abuser does not care about your boundaries, peace of mind, or anything else except themselves. That's why they're narcissistic. So... That's why you will most likely continue to repeat this statement. I will not allow you to keep degrading me for if we have to stay in communication about our child or children, then we are only going to discuss our children's schedule and things pertaining to our child or children. Trust me, more than likely you will be repeating that statement a lot with your abuser or ex-abuser. Do not defend yourself back or degrade the abuser or its abuser when they are degrading you because the abuser is just wanting you to degrade them so they can make you look like the one with the issues and not them. I know it's hard not to defend yourself, but if you want peace of mind and to let the abuser know that they have lost all control over you and your emotions, set your boundaries, stick with your boundaries, don't degrade the abuser just because he or she is degrading you. That way, the abuser or your ex-abuser will have nothing to show to his or her family and friends. The abuser will never show the evidence of his or her degrading remarks to you. That's why I will continue to refer to this as gaslighting and the smear campaign for this is what the abuser is all about. And gaslighting is when your abuser is making false allegations to you, trying to manipulate you to feel very bad instead of the very thing that the abuser is gaslighting you about is what he or she is doing and not the victim. When your abuser is using the gaslighting technique on you, 
then he or she wants to have all power and control over you and your emotions. So here's an example of a gaslighting technique. They will claim that you are a drug addict when in reality they have no physical proof, no police records to back this allegation. However, your abuser or ex-abuser is actually the drug addict. And also, your abuser will constantly use this smear campaign to his or her family and friends. The smear campaign is when your abuser is lying about the victim to persuade everyone that their victim is the bad person. Here is an example of the smear campaign used by an abuser. My victim is an alcoholic. Knowing that the abuser does not have any physical proof, no police records, or anything else to prove that the victim is an alcoholic. The smear campaign is only so that the abuser can play the victim when in reality the only person that is truly suffering from all the emotional and physical abuse is the victim. And the second way to heal after mental and physical abuse is to forgive your abuser or ex-abuser. We must always forgive our abuser or ex-abuser. It may take a lot of prayer and time, but it must happen in order for you to move on with your healing process. You may never receive an apology for all the harm that this abuser or ex-abuser caused in your life and in your children's life. However, forgiveness is very important in the, in the healing process. And as a Christian, Jesus even forgave the people who nailed him to the cross for Jesus stated, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. I am not stating that the your abuser or ex-abuser does not know what he or she is doing. Forgiveness is very hard work because your abuser may continue to degrade your character, threaten your life, or do both. Remember, you aren't the one with the issues, for the abuser is the one with the many toxic characteristics. You're the one creating a peaceful environment for you and your children. Personally, I know that forgiveness doesn't happen in one day or one night or not in a few weeks or not in a few months. Sometimes it takes years. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the abuse never happened or that the abuse wasn't horrific. Forgiveness isn't forgetting the physical or mental abuse never occurred. Forgiveness is so that you is that you are releasing the bitterness, anger, resentment so that you can move forward with your life, knowing that your abuser has no control over you or your emotions anymore. You're not forgetting the abuse because it's humanly impossible to forget about the abuse that you endured. 
during the healing process, forgiving your abuser or ex-abuser helps you to move forward in life. Also, forgiving your abuser releases the abuser's power and control over your emotions. So, the third way that you can heal after mental and physical abuse, you have to regain your self-esteem. So, you need to uh, speak and write positive characteristics about yourself. You can do it on a sticky note or you can type it up on a type it up and print them off. Um, you can place these sticky notes like on your mirror or these sheets of paper and in your bathroom, um, on your refrigerator, you can stick them everywhere in your home. Um, this is for the victims of abuse, as I am staying, because you will need to regain your uh, self-esteem. For your how, your your esteem is very low after you have endured mental or physical abuse. Say the positive characteristics about yourself daily and focus on it. You must start proclaiming daily the positive things about yourself to encourage yourself or lift yourself up. When having a child or children with an abuser or ex-abuser, they will continue to degrade your character. So continue to ignore your abuser words and focus on the positive characteristics of yourself because you will have a lot of bad days that your self-esteem is so low. And this will lift your spirit and your self-esteem. Here are some examples of some positive characteristics that you can write, type, and proclaim daily or more than once a day. I am strong, independent, smart, beautiful, handsome, loving, humble, brave, patient, great mother or father, great listener, ambitious, empathetic for hurting people, bold, courageous, spiritual, faithful, trustworthy, humble, hardworking. There are more positive characteristics that you can also list about yourself. And I want to quote a paragraph from this paragraph is by Rose Hill Designs by Heather. The last name is spelled S-I-L-L-U-L-S-E-N. Today, know that you're good enough. Stop worrying if you're pretty enough, rich enough, smart enough. You must know that you're enough. Don't let negative thoughts have power over you. Take a deep breath and know that you matter and you are good enough. And always remember, you're not the problem. You're the survivor of an abusive partner or ex-abusive partner. 
You're the one who escaped. You're the one who was you're the one who was spared. You're an endurer. You're a fighter. You're a successor. I'm extremely proud of you for taking the courageous steps to leave your abuser. Continue to fulfill your goals in life, and your legacy will be passed down for generations. Thank you all for listening to my podcast, and thank you all for your continued support, and have a great Saturday night.